transmission. Transmission Earth engaged. You are now receiving broadcasts from the human culture for a better world. Washington, there is a rumor a, a huge explosion against Japan. What? drive your ambulances. We guard you while you sleep. Do not fuck with us. We cannot know if you will receive this message, or if memory survives or even exists in your time of who we were, what our purpose was, and the disaster that took us on our random journey through the infinite reaches of space and time. We calculate it is some 20 years since we lost contact with you. For us, this has been a time of dangers overcome, knowledge revealed, of mysteries encountered, perceptions altered, and a growing conviction of a higher purpose in everything that we have witnessed and endured. These long years have stretched to the limit our will to survive as individuals and as a community, and overcoming our greatest test, the struggle to hold true to our unique birthright, the humanity that is common to all of us from Earth. But that is the past. For now, a new and even greater challenge awaits us. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. 
The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street, and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations does this You've go You've got to get mad. Say, I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. I'm not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell, and say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to transmission number three on Transmission Earth. We're live from Quadrant 7, Sector 8, coming at you with radical transmissions from the human culture for a better world. That was was a little clip from the network movie from 1976, All too relevant still. Very relevant. And it's beautiful how things are like this. Question. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it is imperative that we get on with the transmission. The hour is late. Humanity only has so much time. According to my calculations, humans are near extinction. We must transmit the signals now. One thing you might have noticed I don't complain about. Politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to do you any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. 
Maybe something else sucks around here, like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks. Fuck hope. Fuck hope. Because if it's really just the fault of these politicians, then where are all the other bright people of conscience? Where are all the bright, honest, intelligent Americans ready to step in and save the nation and lead the way? We don't have people like that in this country. Everybody's at the mall, scratching his ass, picking his nose, taking his credit card out of his fanny pack and buying a pair of sneakers with lights in them. So I have solved this little political dilemma for myself in a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't vote. Two reasons. Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years doesn't mean a fucking thing. And secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say, they say well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, did not even leave the House on Election Day, I'm in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. So I know that a little later on this year you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. As for me, I'll be home on that day doing essentially the same thing as you. The only difference is when I get finished masturbating, I'm going to have a little something to show for it, folks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Don't masturbate for the state. Do it for yourself. Masturbate for yourself. Stay home on election day. You think the people that gave you rights aren't going to take them away? This country was founded on slavery, bigotry, and the idea that women shouldn't even vote. And we still trust this piece of paper? Come on. We gotta wake up. Let's listen to the girl who silenced the world in five minutes. Hello, I'm Severin Suzuki speaking for ECHO, the Environmental Children's Organization. We are a group of 12 and 13 year olds trying to make a difference. Vanessa Setti, Morgan Geisler, Michelle Quigg, and me. We've raised all the money to come here ourselves, to come 5,000 miles to tell you adults you must change your ways. Coming up here today, I have no hidden agenda. I am fighting for my future. Losing my future is not like losing an election, or a few points on the stock market. I am here to speak for all generations to come. I am here to spe speak on behalf of the starving children around the world whose cries go unheard. 
I am here to speak for the countless animals dying across this planet because they have nowhere left to go. I am afraid to go out in the sun now because of the holes in our ozone. I am afraid to breathe the air because I don't know what chemicals are in it. I used to go in I used to go fishing in Vancouver, my home, with my dad, until just a few years ago we found the fish full of cancers. And now we hear of animals and plants going extinct every day, vanishing forever. In my life, I have dreamt of seeing the great herds of wild animals, jungles and rainforests full of birds and butterflies, but now I wonder if they will even exist for my children to see. Did you have to worry of these things when you were my age? All this is happening before our eyes and yet we act as if we have all the time we want and all the solutions. I'm only a child and I don't have all the solutions. But I know, I want you to realize neither do you. You don't know how to fix the holes in our ozone layer. You don't know how to bring the salmon back up in a dead stream. You don't know how to bring back an animal now extinct. And you can't bring back the forest that once grew where there is now a desert. If you don't know how to fix it, please stop breaking it. Here, you may be delegates of your government, business people, organizers, reporters, or politicians, but really, your mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, aunts and uncles, and all of you are someone's child. I'm only a child, yet I know we are all part of a family, five billion strong, in fact, 30 million species strong, and borders and governments will never change that. I'm only a child, yet I know we are all in this together, and should act as one single world towards one single goal. In, in my anger, I am not blind, and in my fear, I am not afraid of telling the world how I feel. In my country, you make so much waste. We buy and throw away, buy and throw away, buy and throw away, and yet northern countries will not share with the needy. Even when we have more than enough, we are afraid to share. We are afraid to let go of some of our wealth. In Canada, we live the privileged life with plenty of food, water, and shelter. We have watches, bicycles, computers, and television sets. The list could go on for two days. Two days ago here in Brazil, we were shocked when we spent time with some children living on the streets. This is what one child told us. I wish I was rich. And if I were, I would give all the street children food, clothes, medicines, shelter, and love and affection. If a child on the streets who has nothing is willing to share, why are we who have everything still so greedy? I can't stop thinking that these are children my own age, that it makes a tremendous difference where you are born that I could be one of those children living in the favelas of Rio. I could be a child starving in Somalia or a victim of war in the Middle East.
or a beggar in India. I am only a child, yet I know if all the money spent on war was spent on finding environmental answers, ending poverty, and finding treaties, what a wonderful place this earth would be. At school, even in kindergarten, you teach us how to behave in the world. You teach us to not to fight with others, to work things out, to respect others, to clean up our mess, not to hurt other creatures, to share, not be greedy. Then why do you go out and do the, uh, do the things you tell us not to do? Do not forget why you are attending these conferences, who you're doing this for. We are your own children. You are deciding what kind of a world we are growing up in. Parents should be able to comfort their children by saying, everything's going to be all right. It's not the end of the world, and we're, and we're doing the best we can. But I don't think you can say that to us anymore. Are we even on your list of priorities? My dad always says, you are what you do, not what you say. Well, what you do makes me cry at night. You grown-ups say you love us, but I challenge you, please, make your actions reflect your words. Thank you. And so don't vote. Do it from yourself the best that you can. Start small, whatever it is. Be sincere about who the fuck you are. Because there ain't no more fucking time to hide. No more time to point our fingers externally. We live on the same rock, spinning around a star at the same exact time. Wherever you are listening to this transmission right now, it's the same time as me. It's the same time as me. We need to get closer to each other. Isn't that right, smart computer? You know smart computer knows. Beings of planet Earth, you say you are humans, but you act like aliens. It is time to speak up, speak out, and be the change you wish to see in the world. You are a human being, goddammit. Your life has value. At this moment, you could be anywhere, doing anything. Instead, you sit alone before a screen. So what's stopping us from doing what we want, being where we want to be? Each day we wake up in the same room and follow the same path to live the same day as yesterday. Yet at one time, each day was a new adventure. Along the way, something changed. Before our days were timeless, now our days are scheduled. Is this what it means to be grown up? To be free? But are we really free? Food. Water land. The very elements we need to survive are owned by corporations. There's no food for us on trees, no fresh water in streams, no land to build a home. If you try and take what the earth provides, you'll be locked away. So we obey their rules. We discover the world through a textbook. For years we sit and regurgitate what we're told, tested and graded like subjects in a lab. Raised not to make a difference in this world, raised to be no different. Smart enough to do our job, but not to question why we do it. So we work and work, left with no time to live the life we work for. Until a day comes when we are too old to do our job, 
It is here we're left to die. Our children take our place in the game. To us, our path is unique, but together we are nothing more than fuel. The fuel that powers the elite. The elite who hide behind the logos of corporations. This is their world, and their most valuable resource is not in the ground. It is us. We build their cities. We run their machines. We fight their wars. After all, money isn't what drives them. It's power. Money is simply the tool they use to control us. Worthless pieces of paper we depend on to feed us, move us, entertain us. They gave us money, and in return, we gave them the world. Where there are trees that cleaned our air are now factories that poison it. Where there was water to drink is toxic waste that stinks. Where animals ran free are factory farms where they are born and slaughtered endlessly for our satisfaction. Over a billion people are starving, despite us having enough food for everybody. Where does it all go? 70% of the grain we grow is fed to the animals you eat for dinner. Why help the starving? You can't profit off them. We are like a plague sweeping the earth, tearing apart the very environment that allows us to live. We see everything as something to be sold, as an object to be owned. But what happens when we have polluted the last river, poisoned the last breath of air, have no oil for the trucks that bring us our food? When will we realize money can't be eaten, that it has no value? We aren't destroying the planet, we're destroying all life on it. Every year, thousands of species go extinct, and time is running out before we're next. If you live in America, there's a 41% chance you get cancer. Heart disease will kill one out of three Americans. We take prescription drugs to deal with these problems, but medical care is the third leading cause of death behind cancer and heart disease. We're told everything can be solved by throwing money at scientists so they can discover a pill to make our problems go away. But the drug companies and cancer societies rely on our suffering to make a profit. We think we're running for a cure, but really we're running away from the cause. Our body is a product of what we consume, and the food we eat is designed purely for profit. We fill ourselves with toxic chemicals, the bodies of animals infested with drugs and diseases. But we don't see this. The small group of corporations that own the media don't want us to. Surrounding us with a fantasy, we're told is reality. It's funny to think humans once thought the Earth was the center of the universe. But then again, now we see ourselves as the center of the planet. We point to our technology and say we're the smartest. But do our computers, cars, and factories really illustrate how intelligent we are? Or do they show how lazy we become? We put this civilized mask on. But when you strip that away, what are we? How quickly we forget only within the past hundred years did we allow women to vote, allow blacks to live as equals. We act as if we're all-knowing beings, yet there's much we fail to see. We walk down the street ignoring the little things, the eyes who stare, the stories they share, seeing everything as a background to me. Perhaps we fear we're not alone, that we're a part of a much bigger picture, but we fail to make the connection. We're okay killing pigs, cows, chickens, strangers from foreign lands. But not our neighbors, not our dogs or cats, those we have come to love and understand. We call other creatures stupid, yet we point to them to justify our actions. But does killing simply because we can, because we always have, make it right? Or does it show how little we've learned, that we continue to act out of primal aggression, rather than thought and compassion? One day, the sensation we call life will leave us. Our bodies will rot, our valuables recollected. Yesterday's actions all that remain. Death constantly surrounds us. Still, it seems so distant from our everyday reality. 
We live in a world on the verge of collapse. The wars of tomorrow will have no winners. For violence will never be the answer. It will destroy every possible solution. If we all look at our innermost desire, we will see our dreams are not so different. We share a common goal. Happiness. We tear the world apart looking for joy, without ever looking within ourselves. Many of the happiest people are those who own the least. But are we really so happy with our iPhones, our big houses, our fancy cars? We've become disconnected, idolizing people we've never met. We witness the extraordinary on screens, but ordinary everywhere else. We wait for someone to bring change without ever thinking of changing ourselves. Presidential elections might as well be a coin toss. It's two sides of the same coin. We choose which face we want, and the illusion of choice, of change, is created. But the world remains the same. We fail to realize the politicians don't serve us. They serve those who fund them in the power. We need leaders, not politicians. But in this world of followers, we have forgotten to lead ourselves. Stop waiting for change and be the change you want to see. We didn't get to this point by sitting on our asses. The human race survived not because we are the fastest or the strongest, but because we work together. We have mastered the act of killing. Now let's master the joy of living. So did you understand the narrative of this week's transmission? Stop waiting four or eight years for the same shit to shuffle around to make that change. Or waiting for some ideology to connect to or a group of people to lift you up enough to feel like you can do it because it is within you and that's actually the only way to do it. Because as long as we're forcing other people or waiting around for other people to do it, we're missing our closest nexus of time to do it ourselves, which is right now. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me and Smart Computer for this week's Transmission Earth. It's been truly a blessing to be able to spend it with you, and we're truly grateful for your presence here. Thank you for existing. Please tune in next Sunday at 10 p.m. for another half hour of radical transmission from the human culture for a better world. We finish with a song by Kyalis and Tilla. Transmission end.